Hallelujah. Father, we just come before you this morning thanking you and praising you for the Word of God and for the Spirit of the living God. Thank you for speaking to us. I pray the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened. As we open up our hearts, we declare that we receive with the teachable spirit the engrafted word which is able to save, to renew, and to restore our souls. Lord, as we look into this subject stronger, we pray that the spirit of the living God would strengthen us with might by the Holy Ghost who lives on the inside of us. Thank you, Lord, that you are unlimited in your boundless resources of grace and mercy and power in our lives. We praise you, Father, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated and turn in your Bibles, if you would, to Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs, the 18th chapter. And we want to look at verse 14. Proverbs 18, 14 says, The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit, who can bear? Now the Amplified says this, The strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain or in trouble. So whether the attack is physical or whether the attack is trouble in another area of our lives, the stronger your spirit is, the more that you will be bolstered up, the more that you will be assisted preserved and helped. Amen? So our spirits, your spirit, can become so rooted and grounded and established in the Word of God that we can actually repel disease, stop care, resist sin, override doubt, dissolve offense, and block pressure. It's a little, just a little hair loud. I'm getting kind of little feedback, so we might want to do something about that. Hallelujah. So a strong spirit then will actually build a a protective barrier around your life to where sickness and disease can't penetrate it, discouragement can't sway it, fear can't stop it, and offense cannot enter it. Now last week we were looking at the two different houses. The one that heard the word and did the word was on the rock. The one that heard the word but didn't do the word was on the sand. The same stream, the same flood beat vehemently against both houses, but great was the fall of the one that was built on the sand. But thank God, the one that was built on the solid foundation of hearing the word and doing the word was unshakable. Amen? And I believe that that's you. I believe that we're the unshakable ones. Why? Because we're rooted and grounded and we are established in the faith and we're abounding therein with thanksgiving. Aren't you glad that the weapons that have been formed against you could never prosper? Amen. Aren't you glad that the names you've been called in the past do not penetrate your soul because you're not living on the names that man has given you. You're living on the word that God has given you. Amen. So don't let the world name you what God hasn't named you. Find out in the Word of God what God has called you, what God has named you, and your life will be so much better. For example, declare what He said about your life. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am an heir of God, and I am a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Now look at 3 John verse 2. 3 John... 
the second verse, 3 John 2, the degree of the success that we are going to have is directly connected to the condition of our spirits. That's a big statement. The degree of success that you have is directly connected to the condition of your spirit. Just like in the natural, you know, people have different heart conditions, things that impact their lives physically. If a person has a serious enough heart condition, they need to go get that corrected. Or Jehovah Rapha needs to touch him. Amen? So that they can be healed and made whole. And so, the condition of my heart. You see, we need to, we need to take a close look at where are we at down here? Where are we at down here? What is the condition of my spirit? Now, in 3 John 2... This is from the New Living Translation. Would you please read it with me? Let's read it together. Dear friend, I hope all is well with you and that you are as healthy in body as you are. As you are in what? As you are strong in spirit. Strong in spirit. We're talking about getting stronger for the last days. Not getting weaker, but getting stronger. It's important that the body of Christ be strong in this day and in this hour in which we live. You see, if we're not careful, we will be conformed to this world. Because the world has a pull. Have you noticed? And the world system wants to pull even Christians into their flow. And if we're not strong enough to go upstream and to fight the good fight of faith, the next thing you know, we'll be in the same boat as the world. And I do not want to be in that boat. I've been in that boat, and that boat is a sinking ship. But oh, thank God, we're in the good ship. We're in the gospel ship. Jesus is the captain of our ship. And we're heading to some glorious places. Is that right? We're heading to some glorious places that God has prepared for us. So you and I can become so spiritually strong that the mountain-moving faith that God's placed on the inside of us will produce great results unhindered by any force. Anybody got any mountains to move? Well, say it with me, I have the measure of mountain moving faith. We don't have to be intimidated by the mountains. We're not moved by the mountains. We're moved by what God has placed on the inside of us. It's like Paul said, I'm not moved by what I see. None of these things move me. Amen? Because God has placed in you and in me the spirit of faith which moves mountains. Amen. Smile real big and shout amen. amen. Hallelujah. So we're instructed over and over again in the Word to be strong. For example, and you don't need to look there. One scripture says, Be on guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, and be strong. Deuteronomy says, Be strong and of a good courage. 
Fear not, don't be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, it is he that goes with thee. He will not fail you. He will not forsake you. Do you like that? We serve an unfailing God who will never, ever fail you or fail me. And I like that. I like that. Now, if you're a student of the Word of God, you'll know that in the book of Ephesians, it's kind of broken up in three areas. It talks about the wealth of the believer, who we are in Christ. Then it talks about the walk of the believer, beginning in Ephesians 4, verse 1, where it says, walking worthy of the vocation wherewith we are called. And then beginning in Ephesians chapter 6, and in verse 10, it talks about the warfare of the believer. How many of you know there is such a thing as spiritual warfare? Now, we don't want to get so demon conscious that we're afraid to live, but we do want to be aware that there is a thief out there. He is a defeated thief. But one thing about him, he is persistent. That means we must be much more persistent and shut the door on him and keep the door shut. So all in the in Ephesians 6, uh, verse 10 through 18, it talks about how that you and I are equipped for this warfare, equipped for these last days. We got our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We got this breastplate of righteousness on. We got the shield of faith, wherewith we quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. We got the helmet of the salvation, which is the helmet of the saved. We got the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So we are not ill-equipped for spiritual warfare. Now, I love this one verse of Scripture over in Psalms where it says, Who is the King of glory? He is the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. This Lord who is mighty in battle lives in you and lives in me. So we don't have to back off from any battle we face because Jesus is on the inside of you and me. Now, with that in mind, turn over to Ephesians, the sixth chapter. And we'll just look at one verse over there. Ephesians 6, 10. Say it with me, I'm getting stronger by the minute. Stronger day by day. I believe that. And that's what I have to say. I'm getting stronger every day. Amen. Just because you get a little older doesn't mean you need to get weaker. You get strong in your spirit, praise the Lord, that will affect your body, even though it might get a little bit older. He will quicken your body. The life of Jesus will show up and manifest itself in your physical body. So don't shut down down here. If you don't want to shut down out here, you better not shut down out down here. Because it is the life of God inside of you that affects your physical being. Amen? And it'll keep you sharp. Now notice in Ephesians 6.10, first of all, look at it in the King James Version. He says, finally, my brethren, be strong. We're commanded to be strong in the Lord. And in what? And in the power of His might. Now, let's bring it up in the Amplified Version. Now, this is the conclusion of the matter. This is the conclusion of the book of Ephesians, where he begins to talk about spiritual warfare. He says, in conclusion, or finally, be strong in the Lord. Notice this next phrase. 
Be empowered through what? Through your union with Him. Evidently, there's a connection by being vitally united to Him and being strong. See, without Him, we can't do anything. But with Him, we can do all things through Christ, which does what? Say it with me. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. So there's this connection. Jesus said, dwell in me and I will dwell in you. Live in me and I will live in you. Be vitally united to me. If you live in me and my word lives in you, and if you're vitally united to me, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. So be strong in the Lord. Be empowered. Be empowered. Strength and being in union with him is empowering empowered with him through your union with him now notice this draw your strength from him that strength which his boundless mights might provides i looked up one translation boundless might provides another translation says his boundless resources so what I see in this, when you and I draw near and we live vitally united to Him, we will draw strength from Him. Amen. Amen. The strong one lives on the inside of you. John put it this way, the greater one. Not the lesser one. The greater one. The greater one. The greater one lives in you. The greater one lives in me. The greater one lives in us. And greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Amen. Glory to God. I like that. How about you? Now, go over to Joel chapter 3. Joel, the third chapter, verse 10. We will not live vitally united and in close communion and union with him if we're only checked in to the Word one day a week. We will not live unitedly, vital union with Him if the only time we pray is praying church. Is that right? Now notice, in uh, Joel, the third chapter, in the tenth verse, he says, beat your plowshares into swords. That's a little blind to us. Uh... And your pruning hooks into spears. And let the weak say. Let the weak say I am what? Young says it this way. Beat your plowshares to swords and your pruning hooks to javelins. And let the weak say I am mighty. I am strong. I am a warrior. And I am mighty. And I draw my might from his boundless resources of his might. Hallelujah. Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the weak say, I am mighty. Let the weak say, I am a warrior. Do you like it? Now, the more we believe that, and the more we say that, the stronger we will get. So let's try that on for size. 
Say this with me. I am strong. I am strong. I am strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Faith calls those things that be not as though they were. Though I may feel weak, I believe and say that I am strong. I call my body strong. I call my mind strong. I call my lungs strong. I call my heart strong. I call my digestive system strong. I call my kidney strong. I call my blood strong. I call my bones strong. I call my joints strong. I call my marriage strong. Somebody said, well, I ain't even married. Well, call those things that be not as though they were. So every believer, you are a believer. You're not a doubter. We're a bunch of believers in this place. We believe God. So every believer, every one of us, we've got the potential to walk in a greater place of supernatural strength in Him. Amen. Now, the stronger our spirits are, the easier it is to receive from Him. The stronger our spirits are, the easier it is to resist the devil. And the stronger our spirits are, the easier it is for us to stand strong in Him when we don't see the manifestation yet. I want to talk to you just a while today how that a strong spirit will help all of us receive from God. All of us. All of us. It'll help you walk in what's been prepared for you. Amen? Are you interested? Are you really interested? How many of you believe God with me right now? So, the stronger our spirit is, the stronger our faith will be. And when those two things work together, the more that can be accomplished. Now, in the natural realm, there are different levels of strength. Would you agree? Okay. I don't know if you remember the power team or radical reality, but they would come in and they would do feats of strength. And they would break bars and they would take telephone books and they would just rip them. Yesterday, the Dodgers were playing uh, the Milwaukee Brewers and Puig got so upset, the bases were loaded and he struck out. He took the baseball bat and just went, <laughs> broke it. Smithereens. He's a strong guy. Justin Turner, yesterday, turned that game around for the Dodgers. I don't know, Ed's cringing. He doesn't care for the Dodgers. I don't really care for them either. They beat my Minnesota Twins in the seventh game of the World Series in 1965. Sandy Koufax. <laughs> I'm still getting healing of memories. I was a sophomore in high school. Sandy Koufax was painting the corners. And if you don't understand what I'm talking about, I'm going to get back to this in a minute. But, oh, man, we were bummed out. But anyway, 
Justin Turner is a strong Christian. Plays third base for the L.A. Dodgers. Strong guy. Always strong. And he just lifted one right out of the park yesterday. So there's different levels of strength. You know? I don't know if you remember Wally Cox. Well, Wally Cox would not be a specimen of great strength. Or who was the sidekick for Andy and Mayberry, the other guy? Barney Fife. Barney Fife would not be well known as a man of great strength, right? So that's physically, there's different levels of strength. But you know what? You can have a Barney Fife shell and be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Or you can have a shell of someone that's a massive bodybuilder and be weak spiritually. So there are different levels of spiritual strength. Which means there are different levels of faith. Now, if you do a study on faith, just look it up in your concordance or on the computer, and you look at the word faith, you'll see all different types of faith. You'll see weak faith. You'll see strong faith. You'll see great faith. You'll see little faith. Right? You see shipwreck faith. So there's, there's different levels of faith. Different levels. Now... I'm not a fisherman, but I'm going to use an illustration of fishing. How many fishermen or fisherwomen we got in here? That's two. Ron's a fisherman. All right. So this one thing we know for sure about fishing. See, I grew up in Minnesota where there's at least 10,000 lakes. I grew up in the heart of Minneapolis uh, on the south side. And three, four blocks from our house was Lake Harriet. Beautiful lake. We'd run around it, swim in it. And then about maybe two blocks from there, you'd just go down the street and there was Lake Calhoun, another beautiful lake. And then you'd go probably another half a mile and there was another lake. I mean, the whole city just had lakes surrounding it. My folks had a beautiful lake home up in Wisconsin, which was 100 miles outside of Minneapolis. My dad was a salesman for Park Davis. How many of you remember Park Davis? They used to have a, a great vitamin called Myadec. And they were the ones that came up with Benadryl and all that stuff. Somebody says, what's that got to do with sermon? Just wait. I like to think about my parents, you know. I like to think about my upbringing. Praise the Lord. And it's good for you to know a little bit about it so you know that I didn't come from the moon. <laughs> But they had a nice lake home, and, and, and fishing was big. But I never fished. Hockey was big. I never skated. I stopped skating in the second grade when the Linseth girl, I can't remember his name. Her name was Lori. I think she kind of liked me, and how kids are sometimes when they like each other, they kind of push each other. We, we were skating, and she pushed me on the ground, and then her skate went right into my lip. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> so I stopped skating in the second grade. <laughs> So I grew up around that, but most of my time as a young boy was spent in the gym playing what I liked the best, uh, which was basketball. Okay, so here's what we know about fishing. Number one, you've got to believe that they're out there. There you go. You've got to believe they're out there. No sense going fishing if you don't have the intent of catching something. And if you have the intent of catching something, you better believe they're out there. 
I mean, if the guy over in town says, don't fish over there, no one's caught anything in a thousand years, don't go there. Go where the fish are biting. You got to believe they're out there. Number two, you have to have a fishing pole. And we need then to cast our line out there. And then the next part of the process is we got to hook one. And then once it's hooked, what do you do next? You reel it in. Listen very carefully. Just because we may hook a fish doesn't mean we're having fish tonight. Just because there's healing out there. Just because there's prosperity out there. Just because there are great and exceeding precious things that God has prepared for us does not mean that we're going to experience those things. You've got to hook it. How do you hook it? You hook them by believing and receiving. Jesus said, what things whoever you desire, believe that you receive them. And what will happen? You shall have them. But then, don't stop there. you got to reel it in. Somebody says, how do I reel it in? Number one, you need to be strong. But here is the major key of reeling it in. Getting it up out of the water, into the boat is there must be a great level of expectation till that fish or that healing or whatever it may be comes up out of the water. Now, some test lines, some fishing lines are stronger than others. Is that right? How many of you have ever seen the Snoopy reels? The little kids, little little Snoopy poles. They're very weak little fishing poles. It's, it's for kids. They, they play with them at home. Well, if we were to take a Snoopy fishing pole out to the ocean today and a 200-pound tuna got hold of it, guess what? We're not reeling that in today. You could end up in the water and you yourself being bait. The Snoopy pole is not up for that. You can't catch much with a Snoopy fishing pole. The stronger the test line, the stronger the pole, the bigger fish you will catch. Now friends, listen. The stronger our spirit is, the easier it becomes for us to receive. The stronger our spirit is, the further that we can cast out, the further we can hook, and the further we can reel in. Are you listening to me? Now, I've seen people over the years try to fish like Kenneth Copeland. Or try to fish like men and God, men of God and women of God that have been fishing for 50 years. And they're out there fishing with a strong spirit. 
And here some of them are with a little Snoopy pole. And when they don't catch anything and they don't receive anything or take anything in, they say, well, there's nothing to this faith bunch. There's nothing to this word of faith. I tried it and it didn't work for me. Faith does not come by trying. Faith and answers and manifestations come by you getting strong and growing and developing and being very sober-minded about exactly where you are at. Come on, somebody. Now, just because you may not be able to haul a big tuna out of the ocean doesn't mean you can't eat fish. Pull out some sunfish. Pull out a perch. You're eating, aren't you? And all the while, keep developing your faith to where you get to a point where you pull out the two-pounder. You pull out the three-pounder. You pull out the four-footer. Amen? It gets easier. It gets easier. Say this with me. Faith is of the heart. Faith is not of the head. It is of the heart. Listen to this statement now. Strong faith is the product of a strong spirit. Strong faith is the product of a strong spirit. How many of you have heard the uh, old saying, don't bite off more than you can chew? Or don't put on the plate more than you can eat? We need to be sober-minded. And not get under condemnation. But we should not be comparing ourselves with some of these faith giants that are out there. Are you listening to me? And we shouldn't get under a cloud of condemnation by hearing testimonies of the one that pulled in a 300-pound tuna. Amen? We should be encouraged. And we should have this attitude. You know what? By the grace of God, me too. Me too. Me too. I'm going to get there. But I may not necessarily get there overnight. And I'm not going to be condemned because I'm not there yet. But I'm going to use my faith for some socks. I'm going to use my faith to pay a PG&E bill. I've had people tell me over the years, you ought to have a jet. You know, You ought to have a jet so you can go here and go there and go everywhere. You ought to have a jet, Pastor. You ought to have a jet. Well, I know that they were just inspired by someone else's testimony. But the fact of the matter is this. I don't really want a jet. This is my jet here. Are you listening to me? This is our jet right here. This five acres is our jet. It's a big chunk to pay this off. So I do not want to use my faith on a bunch of other things that aren't really in my heart trying to impress somebody thinking that I have to have a jet just because Brother Jones has a jet. Amen. So I think we need to have some some honest conversations with the Lord about where are we at. You know, Fred Price did a great, great message years ago called Faith, Foolishness, 
or presumption. I highly advise reading that book. Know where you're at. Be happy in Jesus where you're at. And then what do you say? We go from one degree of glory to the next. What do you say? We grow from faith to faith. Amen. And so strong faith is the product of a strong spirit. It is with the heart that man believes. It is with the heart that man receives. Look at Mark eleven twenty four. Look at Mark eleven twenty four. Lay hold of the exceeding great and precious promises. How many lay holders we got here today? How many believers we got here today? Amen. Mark eleven twenty four. Read it with me. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire. Anybody got some desires? Desires based on the word of God. So Jesus said, what things soever you desire, when you what? When you pray, believe that you receive. Another way you could say it is this. When you pray, believe you take them. Believe you take them. And you shall what? In other words, believing you receive is hooking it with your spirit. And then you reel it in by expecting. Now, in that reel it in time, that time between you believe you've received and that time you're expecting, the devil will come to try to get you to let go of the pole. To let go of your faith. Look at Hebrews chapter 10. Notice with me in verse 35. I encourage you to get strong. Somebody says, I am strong. I know you are strong, but could we get stronger? Amen. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. Notice this with me. Verse 35 and 36 of Hebrews 10. He tells us now, cast not away, therefore, your confidence. In other words, don't let go of the pole which have great recompense of reward. How many of you like the rewards of your faith? He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Amen. Now notice in verse 36. For you have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promises of God. And then verse 37. For yet a little while, everyone say, yet a little while. We don't always like the little whiles, do we? But in those little whiles, some things are being developed in us. For yet a little while, and he that will come, will come and will not tarry. Verse 38, let's read this together. Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Said me, I'm strong enough to cast out the line. I'm strong enough to receive. And that's great. But we also must be strong enough to hold fast and to resist. Are you listening? A strong spirit 
will enable us to receive all that God has provided for us and enable us to hold fast until we see the full manifestation. Look at Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12. Hebrews 6, 12 says this, Through faith and patience, endurance and constancy, and in standing our ground, we will inherit the promises. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. And then go to Galatians 6, verse 9. Galatians 6, verse 9. Hallelujah. Hold fast. Hold fast to the confession of your faith. Don't let go. Keep on keeping it on. And while you're holding on, make sure you're praising Him. Make sure you stay happy. Don't get so grimaced with, I'm holding fast. No, hold fast. But while you're holding fast, do a little dance. While you're holding fast, smile. Amen? Do you know that joy is a great indicator of whether or not you're really in faith or not? I mean, these folks come along and say, well, bless God, pray for me. It's been so tough and it's been so rough and I don't feel very good and I'm depressed and I'm discouraged. Time out. Time out. That is not a man or a woman who is strong in their spirit. I think and I believe the stronger you are in spirit, the more joy you will have. Because the joy, come on somebody, the joy of the Lord is what? The joy of the Lord is our? The joy of the Lord is our? In other words, there's strength that comes from great joy. Hallelujah. I said there's great strength that comes from great joy. Amen. Last Wednesday night I preached a message called there's joy in the city. I believe there ought to be joy in our household. I believe there ought to be joy in our boats. While we're traveling down this path of faith, let us not grow weary. Let us not grow faint in well-doing. But let us believe for the saving of the soul. Let us believe, praise God, for harvest time is here. Amen? Amen. And believe God with a smile on your face. In verse 9 it says, Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season, what's going to happen? I'm telling you by the word of the Lord, it's harvest time. It's breakthrough time. It's bringing the big ones into the boat time. Hallelujah. Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a great catch. For living in great days, we serve a great God and it's time for some great catches. Glory to God. And the one may not be able to let down the net by themselves. That's where we all come in. When we all corporately get together and stay strong in the Lord, the power of His might. When we corporately get together and we strengthen one another with the Word of God and with encouragement. We unitedly pull together with Him and together we reap a large harvest for the glory of God. Listen friends, the greatest harvest that we're going to ever receive in life is a harvest of souls. There's a Last week, our evangelism team went out. 
And in the afternoon, won, won 100 people to Jesus. They prayed for 100 people. You know what that tells me? That the fish in this day and in this hour, they're jumping into the boat. They're jumping into the boat. It's harvest time. I'm amazed at how many people I'll talk to during the course of a month. How many people are seeking God? How many people are hungry for God? So don't grow weary in doing well in your individual life. Let us not grow weary as a church. Let us corporately believe God for some big things. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. That which keeps us from being faint is remaining strong in the Lord and strong in joy. Look with me to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. This is not the 20-minute message. Some of you just got bummed out. This is not the 25-minute message. This is not... Heart of the Bay is not we're going to check the box. We've been to church. Now it's time to go out and have our buffet. See you next week. That's not what we're about here. This is not the 15-minute sermonette. Amen? Praise the Lord. In Hebrews, the 10th chapter and the 23rd verse, it says, Let us... Look at your neighbor and say, let us. us. He says, now let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful. You could dance over this statement, God is faithful. He is faithful that promised. Now notice with me, This word, hold fast. Again, let us hold fast the confession or the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. The word hold fast there means to keep firm possession of. To keep firm possession of. You believed it. You've received it. You're expecting. Now I'm keeping a firm possession of it. The Amplified says it this way. He says, let us seize and hold fast and retain without wavering. Amen. Now, next week, we're going to look at this glorious aspect of growing strong in the Spirit. I've just basically laid a foundation. There are several key components that will enable us to be strong and to get stronger. We're going to consider how these things can happen. Anybody ever done any training physically before? I went to a trainer at Club Sport out in Fremont and I quit after three days. I'm telling you, I was hurting so bad. My son James went to the same trainer and he only lasted a couple days. But we're not, thank God, we're not talking about that kind of training. We're talking about being trained by the greatest trainer 
in the universe. The Holy Ghost is our trainer. Hallelujah. Some of the things we're going to talk about next week is there are things that we try to do when we absolutely should be in training to do. When we are in training, God will be there to help us and to instruct us. But when we're trying, we're just on our own. We're just on our own. People who try to overcome temptation will never overcome temptation. The temptation will overcome them because they're trying. Sometimes we try to be kind. We try to live godly. We try not to worry. But really, we should be in training to do these things. It's like trying to run a marathon without training. I'll guarantee you that after the 11 a.m. service today, if I go upstairs and change and say, okay, I'm going to go run a marathon, I might make it as far as the Black Bear Diner. I might. I might. I might make it as far as Olive Garden. Now, why is that? Because trying to run a marathon is different than training to run a marathon. You may fly to Paris tonight. And in the morning, try to hold a conversation with your cab driver. Trying to speak French. If you've never trained to speak French, they're going to look at you like, what? If all you can say is parlez-vous français, that isn't going to get it. And if you've ever been to Paris, and if you've ever been to France, you know that they don't speak a lot of English over there. And they don't really like Americans who think they're all that either. Anybody ever been to Paris before? Thank God that's changing. There's a move of God in France. Let's lift our hands and say there's a move of God. There's a move of God in America. There's a move of God in France. Oh, hallelujah. Father, we pray for an awakening in the name of Jesus across this great land. We break sarandola brafiende. We break celebrandola basurreniste. We pray, Lord God, for a mighty outpouring of your spirit on all flesh. In the name of Jesus, all politicians, every man, every woman, every boy and girl, Lord, may we awaken in this nation to the great one, the mighty, powerful love of God. And in the name of Jesus, we contend, amen, for the hearts of men and women. Oh, thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Holy Spirit, you are our trainer. Help us to pray. Help us to walk in places we've not walked in yet. Help us to go up stronger and higher into greater depths, into greater heights of your glory, into greater heights of your plan. We pray it, Father, in the name of Jesus. Now say this with me in the, in the name of Jesus. 
I'm in training. Holy Spirit, train me. Help me to grow and to get stronger in Christ. In the name of Jesus. How many have that desire? Do you desire? Do you really desire to get stronger in your spirit? I do. Let's raise both hands and say, Thank you, Lord, for helping us get stronger. In Jesus' name, amen.